a moment or two to the angry young man With his foot in his mouth and his heart in his hand He's been stabbing the back, he's been misunderstood It's a comfort to know his intentions are good And he sits in a room with a lock on the door With his knives and his medals laid out on the floor And he likes to be known as the angry young man Daddy, the cake is all wrong! I wanted vanilla and you got me chocolate. I don't even like chocolate. Well, I used to like chocolate, but that was like in the sixth grade, Dad, and I'm older than that now. I'm 16 now. I don't like chocolate anymore. I like vanilla or red velvet. Why didn't you get me red velvet? Well, well, honey, I'm, I'm pretty sure that that red velvet is like the same as chocolate, but but regardless, vanilla's, vanilla is just boring. Why, do you, why would you want vanilla? Your mother and I really thought that you would love this <sighs> chocolate cake. Oh, my God. You don't know anything. Chocolate is brown. Red velvet is red. Everybody knows that. I wanted red velvet or vanilla because Toby likes vanilla and Toby's here and he's the cutest boy in school. And if you don't give me f-ing vanilla cake right now, I'm going to flip out. Oh, that Toby boy. Your, your mother and I actually went and talked to him. He, he seems like a very nice boy. We we told him all about uh, your escapades as a, a young girl, oh all the different things God. that you did as a kid. You talked to Toby about me as a little girl. I'm going to rip your throat out, Dad. I'm going to kill you. Uh, oh, man. Ooh, how, how about I give you your present now? You, you want your birthday I present? I want it now. Give me my present now. Okay. Uh, here's the box. <laughs> don't, don't drop that. <laughs> uh, here you go. Uh, go ahead and open it. What the hell is this? I don't want this. I don't want diamond earrings. This is bullshit. I asked for well, a BMW, not diamond earrings. Well, honey, if you want a BMW, you need to do your driving lessons. You you still haven't. You refuse to go because you insist that I drive. Daddy, you driving is for poor people. Toby doesn't even like diamonds. He likes well, opals and BMWs. All right. Well, we'll we'll just throw those away. Well, well, here I, I got you your second present. I think you're really gonna like it. This improv is getting right, so- really hard. Because you're just giving me gifts, and I don't know what's in them, and I all I know is diamond earrings. What, am I going to open it up, and it's another set of car keys? Oh, that's a great idea, actually. That's well, what I'm going to do. Improv 101. It's car keys well, to a, a Mercedes? <laughs> Toby hates Mercedes. I hate Mercedes. Mercedes is for poor well, people, just like driving. Honey, you know you can't just improv your way into a car that you don't have. But actually, this third gift is that Android Samsung Galaxy S2 that you wanted. Actually, this is cool. I like this. Thank you, Dad. <laughs> really? I actually really expected you to hate that one. This has really thrown me no, for No, you did good. This is a good gift. Thank you, Dad. I love you. Uh, love you, too. This is where I'm starting to feel weird. And I'm starting to feel weird, too. So, hi. Welcome to episode 16, where we get weird. This is Sweet 16 of Not All Bad, and I'm your host, Zach Andrews. And this is your daddy, Paul Messman. I played the part of Brittany. Thank, thank you. Please give me a call if you like that. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm looking for gigs in the area. I don't know what kind of gig that would be, but I'm kind of interested to find out. Yeah, actually, I now that you mentioned it, I don't want to find out either. And I'm, I'm like <laughs> physically fighting the urge to continue that voice. For some reason, it's now embedded in my brain. Like as I speak to you right now, my mouth is still contorted into the shape that I was using to project that 16-year-old girl voice into the universe. And uh, 
Yeah, I just can't, I can't stop it. I, it. It's it's more effort for me to use my normal human male voice right now than it would be to just continue on that trend of talking like Britney. You may not believe this after hearing what was not anywhere close to being a dad voice, but in my head, <laughs> I still feel like an awkward dad, uh, even though the voice is the exact same. My reactions still make me just want to act like an uncomfortable dad who just can't do anything right. So that I, I understand what you're feeling right yeah, now. Yeah, we're together in solidarity on that. Welcome yeah. to Not All Bad. I already said that, but welcome again. Um, here's how the show's going to go down. So Paul and I each take a turn ranting on a topic that we've picked. We've hand-selected for this episode. After we each uh, have our little fun with the stuff that we brought, then we pull another topic out of a hat that uh, someone like you has submitted to us, and we rant on that for a little while. And then we end the show on a happier note by ranting once more, each on a topic that we've prepared, except this time, the rant is about something that made us happy instead of angry. That's right, because this show is not all bad, Zach. Bingo. Yeah, and if you guys could give us a like on SoundCloud, subscribe, leave some reviews on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, wherever you get your podcasts, we will meet you there. If we haven't, you're probably not listening to this podcast, so you don't matter. <laughs> um, but we would seriously love uh, feedback. Share this podcast with your friends. Uh, share with your enemies as well if you feel so inclined. Uh, we just want it's probably better uh, everyone for listening the people to you this. hate anyway. Yeah, give them some guys sounding like a 16-year-old girl and a really a father voice that no one knows what I was going for. Uh, if you think that that sounds like something your enemy would hate, give it to them. Um, we would love to bring more people on board, and we'd love to get your feedback. You can also just let, you, let us know what you think about it. Email us at notallbadshow at gmail.com and just let us know what you think about the show in addition to submitting your topics. And you can find us on Twitter at notallbadshow as well. Uh, before we, you know, on that, on that topic, I will say the Twitter lately has been pretty funny. So if, if there's, you can tweet at us, if you see something about the show, like relate to a topic and we'll probably interact with you. Maybe we've never done that, but I'm putting Zach on the spot right now. No, we, we absolutely will do that. I and will. Also, and, and, and yeah, we will. Yeah. And, and also we, we give fun updates about topics. For example, recently we talked about how frustrating it is that urinals are low, I Snapchatted Zach a picture of a urinal, and then he posted it. So that's the kind of uh, toilet humor that you can expect from us. Yeah, if you got me on Snap, uh, a couple of people have hit me up with show-related snaps, and I will absolutely screenshot those and put them up on Twitter for the uh, what amounts to a small classroom of people to see. It's a pretty fun classroom, though. We get pretty <laughs> Yeah, yeah. The, uh, there's one person up at the front who takes everyone's names down for who, who is too loud, and hopefully that's everyone. Hopefully you're all too loud. <laughs> uh, speaking of people who uh, are just loud with their support of the show, <clears throat> shouts to Rhett and Christian and Alex. They all three have reviewed the podcast on iTunes since the last episode. That means a lot, so thanks, guys. Um, one review was apparently a little too inappropriate for iTunes to display, so it doesn't actually show up in the data. <laughs> Um, but I guess if you're going to insult me in the reviews uh, or Paul, just try to keep it PG and then that way it'll show up, right? So we get the confirmation that there was a review submitted and then you can just individually text me or Paul the full extent of your hatred and we'll make sure that it gets to the right person. But 
As far as broadcasting that <laughs> hatred will. out to the public, uh, try to remember that um, inappropriate <laughs> reviews unfortunately won't be displayed despite this podcast having the explicit tag and by all means uh, broadcasting that it is an explicit show, but whatever. I had, I don't know why I'm surprised, but I had no idea that our podcast had the explicit tag. Yeah. Is that something you choose, or is the podcast app just be like, we feel like these guys are pretty it's explicit? A, uh, trust me, no one other than people who feel obligated to, and that does not include iTunes employees, listen to the show. <laughs> so it's definitely not iTunes listening to it and determining for themselves whether or not it's inappropriate. I select that the show is explicit for each episode when I upload it. Mm. <clears throat> and I always say yes. Well, that's smart of you. <laughs> um Here's a here's a fun little thing. I know uh, we've been all serious and, and no fun in games until this point, but hey, now it's time to cut loose. We've got some uh, exciting news. If you're interested in being a guest on the show, then you can email notallbadshow at gmail.com with your name. And if you know it already, which is awesome, then the topic that you'd like to talk about, both a positive topic and a negative topic. If you don't know your topic yet, that's cool. Uh, just if you want to be on the show as a guest, uh, send us your name to notallbadshow at gmail.com and start brainstorming topics. Uh, also, this doesn't have to be done in person. Hopefully, we're going to see if we can figure out a way to do it over the phone. Um, so no matter where you are, feel free to reach out. We'd love to have you on the show as a guest. Um, I'm going to start making a list of people who are interested, starting with people who send me an email. That's exciting stuff. It is. What we what we really need is more angry people uh, shouting on the yeah, show. Yeah, there's not enough. There's not enough of that <laughs> bullshit. That's correct. I think it's time that we go into the negative rants and start the show off right 10 minutes in after the longest intro in the history <laughs> of humanity. Um, That's very true. I think it's my turn. Is that correct? I for some reason I think it's yours. It's just a gut feeling. I don't have any supporting evidence or recollections, but I think you should go first. All right, well let's roll with it then. Let's go with your gut. I'm not going to beat around the bush, which is uh, my typical modus operandi. Which I guess I kind of already am. In saying that, I've wasted enough time beating around the bush. So my topic today is about watching your groceries being bagged at the grocery store. Paul, when you're at the grocery store, what do you do? <laughs> When you're, when you're at the checkout line and you're done checking out, you have paid and the person's just bagging your groceries. What, what, what's your, what's your next action? My next action is usually to look on with discomfort while I wonder, should I be helping them or is this their job? Do they have a system down that I would just get in their way or what am I being a dick by just standing back, watching them bag my groceries while I do nothing? I, I usually stand there in discomfort and do nothing. Well, uh, that was a great little summary. I basically don't have anything left to say because you just said everything that I was going to say. <laughs> but that's the issue, right? Like I, w when they're bagging your groceries, I just stand there and I wait. And maybe I'm overthinking things. Maybe I'm not. But that to me, that just feels wrong. And, and I'm glad that Paul was able to confirm <laughs> that at least he's experienced what I'm talking about. And it kind of indicates that I use you as a litmus test. Maybe I'm not overthinking things. For me, the best case scenario is the cashier is just having a really hard time, you know, scanning that one pair or my my card is like there my card isn't working or something, and there's a separate person, there's a separate employee who's bagging my items, so there's a, a really like there's a long overlap 
right between these two different jobs to where there's not a lot of room for me just watching one person bag my groceries. I'm yeah. fiddling with my card. I'm talking to the cashier. I'm waiting to pay, something like that. That's the best case scenario. Worst case scenario is there's only one person at the cash register and there's no bagger. So you have to wait for them to scan each individual item, then run the computer so that you can pay. And then you have to watch that same person begin to bag your groceries after you've already paid, which just leaves room for the longest of awkward pauses while you just stare at them. It just bagging groceries to me just feels like too intimate of an action. Like, I don't, I don't, I'm sorry. I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm invading your privacy. Like uh, just pretend like I'm not here. Like I, I want to help if for, if for any other reason, just to decrease the amount of time that that poor person has to just sit there and labor for me while I watch them. I feel like I'm a cigar chomping factory boss, just like standing at his lofted office window, watching a bunch of people, like a whole factory stuffed <laughs> with people, just nervously sewing pants. I, I feel like I should, like, I, I want to be able to reach out and say, hey, listen, hey, man, take your time. I've got no commitments after this. Don't worry. I'm good. I'm chill. Do, do you. But I, that would just come across as insulting. And you can't, I feel like I, I'm kind of stuck, right? Like, you just, you can't help as badly as you want to help. You can't help because only then that's the quickest way to make you look extremely impatient. And yeah, that's, that's, that's a really good point because I really feel like part of my struggle is I, I want, on the one hand, I want to help them, but you're kind of right that I also then stop. Cause I'm like, do I just look impatient if I'm like, well, let me do your job for you. You're not doing it fast enough. Yeah, exactly. I think like, I think the biggest issue is what happens if you bag something wrong <laughs> in my head, I'm watching them and I'm thinking these people are thinking, Oh, thank you, sir. If I start to help chances are, they're probably thinking, okay, dumbass cookies in the same bag as ground beef. Let me handle this. You moron. I got this. <laughs> these people are professionals. It's their job to bag groceries, which kind of in that sentence makes it sound like what I'm ranting about is pointless, but <laughs> Really, this is, uh, this is, I've thought about this a lot, okay? There's an, an underlying issue here that I think a lot of people are not going to realize on the service level. What if the bagger is relieved by the job? What if they like bagging groceries? I know that sounds ridiculous, but bear with me. <laughs> it could be one of those scenarios where they think, okay, cool, a customer is in my line. If I take long enough bagging these groceries, Tyler, my general manager, is not going to be on my ass about cleaning up the massive like frozen corn spill on aisle 18. If I if I take long enough bagging these groceries here, I'm not going to have to go clean up the mess like on that aisle over there of somebody knocking over a whole row of a can of beans. Maybe they just like to bag. Maybe they just want to do their damn job without some asshole getting in their way. You know it's, it's go ahead. That that's kind of funny you mentioned that because I'm I'm sure this is I'm assuming this is kind of a universal experience. Even though it's almost counterintuitive, some of the worst days of work are days at work where you're there but you have nothing to do. Like the exactly. day just drags on. And so it, to yes. some extent, they're standing there doing nothing, which is like the worst at work, especially because like they're probably staying there, not allowed to be on their phone, so they really can't be doing anything. And the moments right. that they have bagging the groceries actually probably make the time go by faster. Like they get into a little the zone and they're doing it. And so, like, I know with my job, like, as much as I, like, 
complain about being so busy. I'm actually like the most satisfied when I'm busy doing a bunch of stuff for and sure. The day goes by faster. And so are we depriving them of their opportunity to make their work day more satisfying and go more quickly? That's exactly what I'm getting at. That is exactly what I mean. And I think that's something people don't consider. I think when they're thinking about this issue, people are considering if I help, I, am I being rude or am I being helpful? But it's deeper than that. Maybe these people genuinely want to bag your groceries for that exact reason. Makes the day go by faster. It's their job. It gives them <laughs> something to do. Hmm. But it's still, I, I haven't been able to figure it out. It's an issue I haven't conquered. As if, as if this whole cashier bagger problem isn't bad enough. My grocery store has baggers that when they're done bagging your groceries, will walk your cart out to your car and help you load things into your car, which is a whole really? different level. That's next level. And in the past, I've taken my cart myself. I've said, no, I'll get my cart myself. And then they say, are you sure? And then I say, yes, I'll take my cart myself. And then, are you sure? Yes, I will take my cart myself. But I, I realize that's an untenable solution because this grocery store parking lot, which I didn't realize until I forced them to let me take my own cart, does not have cart return spaces. These employees oh. walk with you to your car with your cart. And then when they're done helping you load into the car, they take your cart now empty back into the store. There's no storing the carts that have been used in the parking lot. So <laughs> I, I am forced to allow these people to take my groceries out to, with me. And, and I'm a, uh, I'm a perfectly capable adult. I can do that myself. There are, you know, elderly people that shop at the store that, yeah, that makes sense. Or there's uh, people like walking around with two babies, one in each arm, and then a third on a, a leash wearing a monkey backpack. <laughs> They've got their hands full. Maybe they could use some help loading stuff into their Suburban. But me, I got it, man. I'm just getting a bunch of cookies and meat. I, 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 can, I can get it myself. I, my hands are empty. My car's not very far away. I'm capable. My legs work. But... I'm forced to to fall into this system of allowing them to take my cart for me. And uh, it's just something that uh, it's a whole nother level of uncomfortable that I really wasn't prepared for at first. I think I've begun to begun to to be a little bit more comfortable with this idea, but it's been a long road and I got a long way to go. Hmm. And with that, uh, well, I, I have I, one more thing to add to that, yeah. actually. Uh, you know, Something I just realized, and I, maybe I'm recognizing my own bizarrely specific prejudice, but I, f I find it much more natural to talk to the cashier than to the bagger. And I've just, I don't know if that's a common thing or if I am just being discriminatory in ignoring baggers because when, when my groceries are going through, and granted, part of it is that I'm standing at the, like the register where I put in the card. Right. I, t I, will, I will talk to the cashier to the extent that they want to talk, but unless I'm addressed by the bagger, I like barely acknowledge them. And I don't know why that is, but I feel like I, not that I ignore them per se, but I don't really, I will like chat with the person scanning my groceries as they're scanning my groceries. But I, for some reason, 
don't talk to the bagger as they're as they're bagging my bags. So I don't know what to say about that, but it's something I just realized about myself. I can't really contribute because I do my level best to speak as little as possible to anyone in the <laughs> grocery store experience. That's fair. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely understand where you're coming from. It's because it feels like it's more it's more mentally engaging to do bagging, right? And in my mind, it's like these these baggers are running some sort of mental calculus to determine what's <laughs> the most appropriate item to bag with what else, which is part of the reason why I don't want to help because I, I don't understand that philosophy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm not even saying that I have meaningful conversations with the cashier. They're probably asking me if I found everything okay, and I'm probably saying yes because I'm not about to be like, no, your store layout is awful, and I didn't find everything I needed. Thanks. Actually, but- bitch, where's your peanut butter? <laughs> like, th- I, they ask that as if I'm about to be like, you know, actually, I didn't find something. Let me go spend another 10 minutes and go find that really quick. <laughs> oh, you just like- reminded me I couldn't find the charro beans. I'll be right back. <laughs> like as they've already scanned everything. Yeah. Yeah. I, those, car, you know, maybe the bagger's better off not having that conversation. Cause I feel like I die a little bit every single time I have those like small talk conversations with the cashier. So maybe they're better off without me talking to them. Yeah. They're pretty smart. They're probably just saving themselves from that experience. Mm-hmm. I took up a, a ton of time, so I think we should move on and, and, and you should go. All right. Um, so Zach, I am, I am going to be addressing a collection of things that occur during TV shows that, for some reason, frustrate me to no end. Um, I cannot stand when shows tell the audience that a character is telling some huge lie, and then you have to watch them stumble through that lie for twenty minutes, and then eventually get exposed. I. I'm sure everyone like gets uncomfortable with that to some extent, but it stops being funny to me. Like uh, a famous example that people will bring up. Yeah. I was going to say, I think I might need an example. Okay. So in the office, there's the episode Scott's tots, which a lot of people hate and can't watch the episode. The premise of the episode is Michael Scott, like 20 years ago, told a bunch of kindergartners that if they graduated from high school, he would pay for their college. And then they've now graduated from high school. So he shows up and he has to sit and they're like celebrating him and throwing a party because they think he's about to pay for their college, but he doesn't have the money to. (laughs) So at the end of the episode, he finally tells them, I'm sorry, I don't have the money. None of you have money for college now. That's all my fault. That is awful. And a lot of people can't watch that. Another example, there's a show I recently started watching. I'm sure some of our audience are familiar with it is new girl and yeah mm-hmm. and the a, a couple episodes in a row it was like this one guy in the show was like i'm mitt romney's son like in order to like get with some girl at a bar who liked mitt romney because the show came out in like 2012 when he was running for president <laughs> and she was like oh you're tug romney like that's crazy and then like he was like trying to get with her on this line as the audience. You're sorry. <laughs> sorry. Stop. Okay. Stop. I just need to do a Google search. Give me a second. Clickety clack. Typing on the T's. Typing on the keys. Tug is is Mitt Romney. No, no, no. no. That's name. the name he gave, but it's not actually one of the sons. Oh no, no. But it's because it's because Mitt Romney's son's name is Tag. Oh, is it Tag? Romney. Ah. 
God. March 21st, 1970. He's 49 years old, born in Provo, Utah. Hmm. Sorry. I Okay. Anyway, please continue. <laughs> no, you're fine. Um, so the, the guy, like, said he was Tag, and then he said he was Tug Romney. And it's like he's trying to get with this girl, and this girl keeps on being like, so what do you do with your dad, Mitt Romney? And he keeps lying. And I don't know what it is about <laughs> those kinds of scenes, but I will straight up turn off a show and never, like, like take days to be like, okay, fine, I'll either... Sometimes I'll continue the episode. Sometimes I'll skip past those scenes until they finally come clean. Sometimes I'll just skip the episode. I don't know what it is about lying in TV shows. Where, because in real life, does anyone ever tell lies like that? Is anyone really like, let me <laughs> say that I'm a completely different person than I am? Like maybe someone like exaggerates how smart they are, or like exaggerates how cool their job is. But like those are like defensible lies. I do both of those. <laughs> I definitely do too. Um, I'm like, oh, I'm. I do video editing. Uh, it's pretty cool. And then, it, like, I I work for a bunch of nonprofits helping people help the needy. When really, it's just like I'm organizing bins of footage and labeling clips all day. But, um, <laughs> but like, they tell such huge lies. Like they'll like encounter like another example. Like someone at a bar is like, are you this person that I met on the dating app? And they're like, yes, I am Katie, but their name isn't really Katie. And then they carry on a relationship with someone where they're pretending to be this person from a dating app. And it's like, and then they have the whole scene where it's like, you gotta tell her, bro. Yes. You can't just build this relationship on a lie. And they're like, and but I'm so deep like, and I, it's fine. I like yeah. them now. So what, is it yeah. really a lie? Cause they like me. <laughs> it's like, I am sitting in my chair curled up in a ball about to scream. Cause I cannot stand that in real life. You know, it's funny. I've always told myself that I'm, I, I'm like, people have told me before I'm a bad liar. And I've been like, you know, and for some reason, I want to defend myself and be like, no, I'm a great liar, as if that's somehow a good thing to be a good liar. <laughs> um, but what, what I've said, to, both to myself and to others, is like, no, like, if if I really believe in a lie, I can tell. Like, if I'm telling a lie for a good reason, I, I can be committed to it. That can be a good liar. But frankly, I'm just thinking, I, I can't decide if a lie is good enough in time to be good at lying. I'm probably just a bad liar. And so I watch these shows where people just casually tell a lie and they find themselves so trapped. It's my worst nightmare. It's why I'm a horrible <laughs> liar. It's because people are just trapped being like, oh, I told this person that I'm someone else. Or I claim to be this friend of a famous person. Or I promised these kids I'd pay for their college and 20 years later I can't. I watch that and I want to kill myself. I want to jump out of the window of my second story uh, room. I, I have That to wouldn't kill you. So <laughs> I would be mangled and uncomfortable. But I would, it would be better than continue to sit through that episode. I promise you that i just cannot handle lying like that i don't and you know what's funny is other people have told me that shows like the office which are like situational humor where people say uncomfortable things make them uncomfortable and for some reason i'm like whatever man like you don't get it or like well i guess it's just not for you but you know i feel like i shouldn't look down on those people for feeling uncomfortable for certain kinds of humor because for whatever reason when like there's lying involved where the you know okay I, I know I'm all over the place, but I got to go with this. So that was like the entire well, premise <laughs> Sorry, go of ahead. Disney shows back in the day. Like you would be watching The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody True. or Hannah Montana yeah. or whatever you have. Um, and it's like, I mean, I guess that was probably every episode of Hannah Montana because the entire premise is that she's pretending <laughs> she's Miley Cyrus when she's really Hannah Montana. And that that crap just kills me. 
I can't handle <laughs> it when people just lie and the entire plot of an episode is that they're lying. And I it's too much for me, Zach. <laughs> I I'm really sorry, but I can't, I can't even begin to relate. Like I do, I don't understand this problem at all. And that may be because I'm a documented incredible liar. Like today I convinced the intern at lunch that I have a daughter. <laughs> but which is a story for another day, but um I I don't get this. <laughs> I, don't, I don't get it at all. I don't I don't find this to be this this trope of TV shows. I don't find it to be entertaining at all. I think it's overdone and boring, but I, it doesn't offend me, and I don't have any issue watching it. And, and I get that. I understand that this is probably not necessarily a universal thing, but it it bothers me to my core, and I will turn off a TV show and sit in silence for minutes recovering from it because it triggers me so intensely. <laughs> wow. That's hilarious. I, I want to see like one a sh- an episode of a show like this uh, with you at some point and watch you physically recoil a lie. I, I've watched shows with people where I've literally been like, "Can we just turn this off?" Because I can't, I can't handle it. That is hilarious. Okay, uh, if anyone else is, so, someone some please reason, tell me like, that you relate because I I can't believe that I'm the only one. I don't. Want this is it. so. This is such an obscure <laughs> mental block that you have. Like I've talked about, like about very specific issues I have with like myself peeing, and I and more people have I feel like relate to that than can relate to this weird aversion you have to television lies. I love it. Yeah, it's it's a lot for me, and I. I I mean, a, a similar thing that's been a lot of these dumb sitcoms that for some reason I've been watching a lot of lately is people will, in order to like prove something, make a speech to one person, but in front of a group of hundred, like a hundred people that is similarly uncomfortable, but not quite to the extent that, uh, the line is for me. What, what do you mean? So like, can we, can we develop this idea a little bit more of the speech in front of a hundred yes. people? Is it the kind of thing where somebody is like. You always say that I'm quiet and I keep things bottled up inside me, but if only you get to know the real me. I like running and my dogs and like and they're yelling in front of a like a crowded bar and everyone there is like I don't care. <laughs> that is a section of this. Outside. The the thing I've been seeing lately in a few shows I've been watching is there will be a relationship where two people fight and they're at some party and for some reason there's a microphone at this party. Uh, and they, they, they're like, DJ, DJ, stop the music. And the DJ like stops the music and everyone's like looking at them at the party. And they're like, like Cecilia, I just have to tell you something. I'm going to do it in front of all these people. And, and then they go on this long thing about how like apologizing for messing up. And like, they really want this person back. It's like, who makes these speeches in real life, in front of a but, like pull the person aside and do a private conversation like a normal person. I cannot right. stand you standing in front of all these people and having a personal conversation where you're like, "I know that I messed up, but but you should take me back, and I'm not gonna now do something to intentionally embarrass myself because that's what equals me like making it up to you." <laughs> that's not how real life works, and I don't know why shows act like that's how real life works. Hell yeah. 
<laughs> I'm glad that we dug a little deeper on that. I liked I liked hearing that little portion that you had locked inside that you really weren't willing to share until I prodded you. I'm more. glad you prodded me, Zach, because I I had to get that out. Good. I'm glad you did. Um, any more any more uh, nuggets uh, in there, or, or you ready to move on? That's that's all I've got on that. I I'm I'm good now. I feel a lot better. Cool. Well, uh, that brings us to the random rant section of the show. If you want to get your random rant read on the show, we would love to read it. In fact, we want every random rant we read on the show to be provided by a listener. You can do so by emailing notallbadshow at gmail.com and have your subject line be random rant idea and nothing else. And then you can put your actual rant idea in the email body. So yeah, yeah p- uh, the more you send, the better. Please do do that because some of our favorite random rants so far have been user, user. <laughs> Y'all aren't users. <laughs> Listeners submitted, and we've really enjoyed that. And I think it's fun uh, to interact with the audience like that. So we would really enjoy that, guys, if you did that. Yeah, it requires no thought. Just if something uh, upsets you, shoot an email. Not all bad show at gmail.com. We'd love to talk about your shit on the show. <laughs> okay, um, so I'm gonna go to my spreadsheet. I've got number eight. And uh, that brings us to workplace cubicles for our random rant today. Uh, Paul, it's my understanding that you work in an office uh, with like a, is that true? Do you have a cubicle or are you a, a, a I work office in an office, but it is not a cubicle. In fact, to some extent, a cubicle would almost be nice because I, the, I work at a very small co- uh, company. There are three full-time employees. Uh, oh, we wow. technically also then have like an intern and then we hire people on a contract basis when we have more work than three people can do. But we're all essentially in the same room. And the way it works out, we can all like see each other's computers kind of. And we can see like if each other's on our phone and it just like adds <laughs> stress that it's like at any and there and it's I'm really the only like employee employee the other two employees are both my bosses so like at any moment they could just be watching me and so i would almost love a cubicle or something along those lines personally uh i i have a weird situation it's, i guess it's not that weird uh, my office the at least the portion i sit in is structured so that there's a, like a giant cubicle with kind of low wall it's like uh chest height walls uh around these these big cubicles and each cubicle fits one person in a corner so these are like really big cubicles we call them goat pins for (laughs) whatever country ass reason but um it i we were moving desks only a a month or two after i started working here and uh, i specifically i had my choice between two in this quote unquote goat pen. And I specifically picked one immediately behind this giant steel column that's right in the middle of our cube to hold the roof up because I I felt like it's it's kinda like the I keep coming back to this, but the the peeing situation where <laughs> I, I need my my back, my rear protected by something. So I'm not I don't feel like I'm constantly under threat of attack. So because I sit uh, against the side of the cube which faces the wall rather than the aisle. So when people walk in and talk to me, they come up behind me, and uh, that mm-hmm. that's a cause for a lot of paranoia. But I picked this specific spot in the in the goat pen because this giant steel column offers me at least some line of sight protection, and it makes me feel a little bit safer. Um, <laughs> just on the other side of the wall, so I, I face the wall in my 
cube, but there's one last cube before the wall right in front of me. And that is where um, the guy who's in charge of all the engineers sits for our team. So um, it's always kind of a game of, uh, and, and my team lead sits immediately behind me. So I'm, I'm kind of surrounded on all sides by people who will absolutely judge me for not doing work. And it's, uh, I will say that the wall isn't extremely helpful in protecting against that, especially since my team lead sits on the same side of the wall as me. Um, but you know, you do what you can. I, it doesn't really stop me from, uh, I'm not as for as paranoid as I am about it. I don't really make much of an effort to appear to be working hard. Uh, you know, I get my work done, right. But I'm not too concerned about looking like I'm not, I guess. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. I, you know, I, I almost feel like it's one of those grass is greener situations because, for some reason, I almost, like, look fondly at the idea of a cubicle, like, boxing me in, like, giving whatever privacy that is to, like, I don't know. I don't know what I would do with that privacy, but for some reason it, it sounds comforting. Uh, <laughs> but I'm sure that if I had that, I would miss being able to just randomly be like, hey, boss, what do you think about this? Like, I because I can just, like, shout because there's not a cubicle. I could just be looking at my boss and, like catch him at a moment when he's not busy and then start talking to him. Right. But like, so I, I feel like I would end up missing that if I did have a cubicle, but in the moment it's like, Oh, that almost doesn't sound bad to have like a barrier between me and other desks. I mean, our cubicle walls are so low that uh, you can, if people are nearby, you can, if you speak loud enough, they'll hear you. So that's not really a con of our setup. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I feel pretty satisfied by, picking the ones protected by a column. I have this extreme paranoia of um, people looking at my computer screen and it's not, I, I don't know why, like if I'm doing anything that I sh- if I'm looking at something that I shouldn't be at work, like um, if I'm reading something online, that's not work related or something like that. Or if I'm on social media, it's absolutely going to be on my phone. I'm not going to yeah, bring that up point. on my computer, but still I don't like my computer screen being exposed to the aisle or to the people that sit behind me that I can't see because I don't want them someone to kind of watch over my shoulder without me being aware as I make a typo or like fiddle <laughs> around with a presentation for an hour and a half to make sure it's just right. Like that kind of stuff really bothers me. So um, that's when I wish I had maybe an individual cubicle or like, God forbid an actually walled office, which is asking for a lot at, at my level of experience. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's a, that's all I have to say about cubicles. Yeah, I don't really have too much more to add either. I, uh, growing up, I always felt that being resigned to a cubicle is like the worst insult. Uh, you're basically doomed to hell for the remainder of your life here on Earth. Just a, a boring and slow death. But it's... Uh, I like everyone who sits in my little pen, and I'm friends with all of them. So, if anything, it's a boon. Yeah, I I feel like something about ugh, I hate generation talk, but something about our generation, people just like it's like almost a cliche phrase to be like, I just don't want to be stuck in a cubicle all day doing boring work. Like that's like part like somehow cubicles are attached to boring work, and like right. maybe boring jobs are more likely to have cubicles. I don't know because uh, I haven't had a job with a cubicle, but um, like I feel like it's just a different layout for 
an office and doesn't necessarily like you could have a boring job in a very open office as well. That's a good point. Yeah, I mean, I my job is uh, by no means boring, but I am in a cubicle. So. <laughs> uh, yeah, I uh, I think we can put this one to bed. I don't I don't think there's any more uh, comedy juice to squeeze out of this fruit. I don't think so either, and that's probably good because we both spent plenty of time on our negative rants. Yeah, so let's with uh, with that let's move into the positive rants, and it is your turn to begin. <clears throat> oh yes, it is. Zach, I had to check uh, my old uh, topics to make sure that this wasn't the same as a previous one. It's a little bit that close. That just means we've done a lot of episodes, so I'm proud of <laughs> we that. Have. Uh, it's kind of close, but I'm going with it anyways because it's a different direction. Go for it, um, yeah. I love getting boxes in the mail, like deliveries. And mm-hmm. so the, the reason I'm saying this is similar, I've talked about mail previously i think the very first episode i was on i that talked your about first rant. how much i loved gay mail and how it amazed me but what i'm going episode for today five, yeah. is specifically getting packages in the mail there in a box because there's a reason that we wrap presents the way we do because the process of opening them whether we know what's inside of them or not is weirdly exciting to us and so when we get a box in the mail whether you ordered something on amazon or from some other store or just someone sent something to you if you have friends that are good enough to send you things in boxes there's not me (laughs) there me either there's something like really satisfying about having a box and be like oh this tape it's so tricky better get out my scissors or my knife and then you like have to uncut it and open it and then you're like, I wonder what's in here, as if you didn't 48 hours previously order something very specifically <laughs> on Amazon. And then you like have to sort through whether it be those weird like popcorn styrofoam things or those weirdly inflated bags. And then you pull out yeah. whatever it is. And for some reason, getting in that box is significantly more exciting than if someone just like handed that to you. I don't really know why. But, like, it's, there's something, the the age that we live in, that at any point you could, you if you really wanted to, even if you don't make a lot of money, you could set it up to where you got a box every day. There are things on Amazon that cost less than $5 that they'll send you in an individual box. If you really wanted to, you could get a delivery every day, even on a, like, lower middle class budget. And it's, like, insane that we just get the satisfaction of opening these boxes. And I know that I'm not alone in this because there literally exists unboxing videos on YouTube where people are like, oh, I want to watch this computer come out of its box. Oh yeah, baby. Uh, That's just terrible. <laughs> that We're, we're drifting into negativity territory with that one. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm not going to specifically address those, but I know I'm not alone in enjoying opening a box some people enjoy boxes so much that they watch other people open boxes on the internet as if it's a weird thing that they like um but there's just something about undoing that tape pulling something out even though it's like we act like we're annoyed that it's so like like strongly concealed within its package that you have to get out specific tools to undo it like you still like kind of enjoy it secretly because you're like this was protected just for me to open (laughs) I love the this new company idea that you've just inspired where we just, for a low, flat monthly rate, ship you empty boxes to open. <laughs> or do things have to be in the box for it to be satisfying? There's a question. I feel like a lot of the satisfaction just comes from the feeling of the knife through the tape on the box. But does it require an actual object to be inside? I think 
if we sent enough objects occasionally in the boxes, then the anticipation that maybe there's something in the box would be enough for people. Um, even if, Ooh, if it was yes. just something cheap, the anticipation, well, maybe there's something in the box today, and then there isn't, and they're like, well, what about tomorrow? And then the next day, there is something. It's just some cheap toy or something, but that's something, and that's exciting. As I understand it, that's actually a, like a legitimate feature of psychology where if you get some, if you get a reward every time you do something, it's not exciting or meaningful. Likewise, you're just not going to do something if you aren't rewarded at all. Mm-hmm. But if there's a chance, and it's been established that there's a chance of it, what it may or may not happen, you may or may not be rewarded. That's like the height of enjoyment. Yeah, I think that's called from gambling. performing an action. And I would love to prevent people's <laughs> gambling addictions for our profit. Yeah, I think that's a great business model. I'm down. <laughs> We're gonna have to somehow address the sustainability of that of that idea because I know people are gonna be gunning for us about that one. But <laughs> otherwise, I think we've got a great business plan here. Yeah, I think that environmental groups might get a little bit mad at us for sending empty boxes to people for them to just throw away or do whatever they do with the boxes. But I I think I'm I think the benefits outweigh the risk here. Maybe, uh, hmm. Well, never mind. That was a really dumb idea that wouldn't solve anything we just <laughs> talked about. So I'll just, uh, I'm just going to not put that out there. I'm super curious, but if you really don't think it's worth it, I won't press you to. <laughs> it's a waste of time. I was going to say, what if we put postmarked an empty box and put that empty box inside <laughs> of the bigger box? And so the prize that you get for opening the bigger box is a smaller box that's already labeled and paid for for you to just put in the mail and ship back to us. <laughs> <laughs> that would at least eliminate the waste of the prize inside, but we still have a bunch of empty cardboard boxes on our hands. <laughs> you know, I always think to make this even better, we'd have to, especially if it's a small thing. You know how when you're a kid, at least when I was a kid, I got obsessed with how you would wrap presents. I was like, I need to wrap this to where it's impossible to open. So I would use an absurd amount of tape and make it impossible to open. <laughs> I was obsessed with this idea of tricking people with their boxes by like getting a huge box for like a tiny thing. Yeah, um, my brother did, did that to me once and he stuffed and it so with a like, comforter so that it was it had the weight of something that was actually in the <laughs> box. What an asshole. He's listening right now. <laughs> that is such a I that was probably the first time I ever respected him was that Christmas morning. <laughs> That's it was incredible. a gift card, by the way, in the box. <laughs> anyway. That's incredible. Sorry, go ahead. Well, I just think we could just put boxes within boxes on multiple levels just to build up the anticipation. I think you're really... Like a Russian something. nesting doll syndrome. Yes, exactly. That's what I don't I'm know getting. why I said syndrome, but yeah. I That's exactly what I was going for, but I didn't know what it was called, so I didn't want to embarrass myself. It, uh, it's There's a Russian word for it, but I'm not going to attempt it because I don't remember it. <laughs> that's very reasonable. Zach, uh, I th- I, that's all I've got to say for that. So I think you should go ahead. Okay. Well, I'm going to prep you for this one because this is the positive rant on the show, but I think uh, this may be uh, a little bit unexpected, even more than usual. But I, I want to talk uh, about uh, about giving compliments today Okay. because I'm a huge fan of giving compliments. And I like to think that I, I kind of dish out compliments way more often than the average person. I guess others can confirm or deny that, but that's kind of my belief. It feels like I do. 
Um, I used to feel really weird about telling people things I liked about them or what they were doing or, or, or anything like that. But then I realized how goddamn amazing it feels for people to say things like that about me. Mm-hmm. So I thought that there's nothing, you know, I came to realize there's nothing really that weird about just slinging compliments left and right. Um, I, I am a self-obsessed, big-headed narcissist, so maybe this means more to me than it should, like getting nice things, nice feedback to me. But I kind of came to the realization that, wow, uh, it feels really good to have people say good things about me. So I try to do it a lot more often to other people now than I used to. And if you're listening and thinking, I don't know, I I don't think so. You never really complimented me. It it is possible that I just don't like you. (laughs) So, so there's that. Um, But I I am worried that like, sometimes I come on too strong, but whatever, man, like I like what you're doing and and you're going to hear about it. I guess if you kind of want to get cynical, uh, one perspective is people really like people who make them feel good. So it is an easy way to make friends and keep people on your side. That's not necessarily why I do it, but I'll, I mean, I'll tell strangers something I like about them. Like it's not, it's not creepy. Well, it can be, but don't be creepy. <laughs> I'm talking about things like, Hey, I like your shoes. Like everybody loves to hear that somebody else likes their shoes. You don't have to have ever met them to say that you like their shoes. People are going to like that. And if, they take it the wrong way and think you're a creep. That's on them, right? You're not saying something creepy. Like noticing shoes isn't a weird thing to do unless they're like terribly ratty, ugly ass shoes. Then <laughs> it's obvious you're being a sarcastic asshole or some sort of foot fetish creep. <laughs> the other day I was wearing a Hawaiian shirt on a Friday at work. I've talked at length about how much this means to me. It was another positive rant a few episodes back believe episode 13 for those of you who are keeping score but someone passed me in the hallway and they were wearing frankly the most dazzling hawaiian shirt i've ever seen and if i may it may have been too much which is hard for a hawaiian shirt to achieve but this guy was pulling it off anyway we were walking down the hallway in opposite directions and uh after both avoiding eye contact for the prerequisite amount of time as i discussed uh in another previous episode which I believe was 14. Uh, Anyway, after waiting that amount of time, we looked at each other, we locked eyes, and we both said, nice shirt. (laughs) And it was an incredibly uplifting experience. That is what I'm talking about today. I mean, feed me that energy. I need that. I love that. And I I, I feel like everyone should try to come up with some compliments for people that they encounter over the next two weeks. They don't have to be something that you say out loud to these people but if you start doing this and you start recognizing like hey i like uh that person's hair or whatever i don't know that's kind of a weird one to drop on a stranger but if you if someone comes into work and you're friends with them and you notice they got a haircut like drop them that compliment they earned that i don't care if it doesn't even look good you should let them know that you noticed that they made a change right unless they're your really good friend you're not going to tell them it looks bad and it's just you might as well take the time to brighten their day and, and say that uh, you like what they did with your hair that, or that you noticed or whatever. That's a meaningful interaction that you can have. And if you start doing this, I feel like I've found that you start to see a lot more good things in the world that you may have missed beforehand. And you'll be a lot happier yourself, which 
it's kind of ironic considering that the main theme of the show is noticing the terrible, terrible things in this earth and then bitching about them. But on the other hand, I think if you start to look at the things that make you happy and you start letting people know, it can go a long way. And uh, like I said, this is very much in the opposite direction of how the show usually goes. But I really believe this is a genuine good way that we can improve the world around us. Uh, you know, if this, if this was done on a large scale, a significant portion of people would just say things like, hey, honey, nice tits. You know, and they would think that, yes, I'm contributing to society. I'm, I'm bettering Earth. But we're talking about a small scale here. Just the people you encounter on a daily basis, your friends, um, let them know. Let, if, you, if someone does something that you like, you ought to let them know. I, and I, that's a philosophy that I've really tried to hit hard on lately. Like, I, I've started dishing out compliments more and more and more. Like, hey, good job. Hey, nice shirt. Like, it's a new shirt. I like it. Stuff like that. Um, anyway, that kind of wraps up what I wanted to say. I love you. You look great. Keep up the good work, and we're all really proud of you. Yeah, I, you know, Zach, I want to start off by saying this is a really great topic, and I'm uh, really impressed by you that you thought of this. This, this uh, was really impressive and very Aww. speaks well of you. Um, Thank you. Yeah, and also you've got a really nice ass. Uh, I just wanted to add that in there. <laughs> I um, won't. I, I will not debate you on that. <laughs> but um, you know, I agree with you. It, it's funny. I actually like to think that with my close friends, I'm pretty good about letting them know, hey, like, I really appreciate that you did this, or like, this looks good on you. Uh, but to some extent, I think I'm not as good at that as I could be with people who are more acquaintances. I'll think it, and I'll literally think to myself, man, they'd really appreciate if I said this to them, and then I don't say it to them. So to some extent, I <laughs> I think I have some room to improve I, I genuinely do think I do a decent job with people that I'm close friends with. I do think that more so than potentially the average person or average friend, I think I do a decent job of like letting them know that I appreciate them or that they're good at this or that they look good in this, whatever it may be. But I, I do think, as you bring it up, that there are certain things that are appropriate to compliment even strangers on, but especially acquaintances. And I think that I you've kind of inspired me that I should do a better job of that. That, that is such a good point. That's exactly what I mean. I'm glad that you said that because you articulated it better than I did. When you have the thought that like, Hey, I like that. I should tell them that is exactly when you should just hit the trigger right there and say, whatever you're going to say, let them know. Like that is exactly what I mean. I'm not saying make the jump to complimenting a stranger on the street on their shoes yet. You know, that's a, that's a long-term goal. Short-term goal is people like this, that, aren't your best friends, people that you just run into that you kind of know that are acquaintances and they've done something and you want to tell them, but you're not sure. You should be sure and you should just do it because they're going to like it and they're going to appreciate it. And if it's coming, it's if it's you know meaningful and you mean it, it's not going to come off weird and they're going to see that as sincere. Yeah, exactly. I, <clears throat> As cheesy as it sounds, like the more people do that, like the happier everyone in general is. So it's like a win-win-win. Totally. I, I, I really do. I, I want you to give it a go. If, if it's not your style, try it out. And I, I, don't, I want to emphasize that it's not physical stuff exclusively because that does, uh, that does definitely run into some creepy territory that, <laughs> that you have to tread carefully there. But just something as simple as like 
you're having a conversation and then somebody says something funny or uh, brings up a good point or whatever you like just dropping like oh yeah like that's correct uh, that that's right yeah uh i've never really thought about that before that's, that's something you're good at like I, I don't know that was probably the lamest example i could think <laughs> of because I, I i'm not envisioning a reality in my head that that would ever happen but like, hey, you're really good at, at coming up with stuff on the fly like that, which is, is something that you would not say to me, but could apply to somebody else. Like, it doesn't have to be some sort of physical trait that you're complimenting them on because that's uh, that's uh, swampy waters. You got to be careful there. But um, if it pops into your head that you should say something, that's that's right then you should immediately say you say your thing. Let them know. Hmm. Couldn't agree more, Zach. More wholesome than we usually do, even for the wholesomest part of the show. But I'm glad I got that off my chest because that really is something that's important to me. And and I I would like to use this space uh, to to be a little bit more sincere at times uh, of of things that mean something to me. That was the original intent of the positive rant, but it's it's hard to come up with that every week. So I'm glad I got that out there. Yeah, I I think this is a great message for our viewers. Um. <laughs> And a great challenge for us to randomly compliment a stranger and may- maybe try uncomfortably if you want. That's a joke. Don't, Don't do, do that. that. That's, yeah, that's the let's not do that. <laughs> you can uncomfortably compliment your friends like Paul did with my ass. Assuming they're well, cool I was, with it. I was, pretty, I was pretty comfortable with that. Yeah, no, it worked for me as well. I, I quite liked that. <laughs> this uh, brings us to the end of the road today, folks. Thank you so much for listening to Sweet 16. Uh, like us on SoundCloud, subscribe, leave a review on iTunes. Um, again, shouts to the three guys who have left a review since last time. Please leave more. Uh, that would be super awesome. Apparently, it's really helpful for the show. I don't know how, but that's what every other professional podcast always says. So whatever, <laughs> leave a review on iTunes. It's helpful for the show. Um, you can also find us on Google Play and Spotify. And we're on Twitter at Not All Bad Show. And once and for all, we'd love to hear from you via our email, notallbadshow at gmail.com. Two things. Email notallbadshow at gmail.com with your random rant ideas, with random rant ideas as subject line. Put the idea in the body of the email. And if you're interested in being a guest on the show, please also email that email. Again, notallbadshow at gmail.com with your name and that you're interested in being a guest. And if you already have it, come prepared with your uh, positive and negative rants, that uh, rant topics. Uh, that would be awesome. Uh, we really want to start getting a list together of, of potential guests for the future. One final call to action. Please tell your friends about the show. Uh, it doesn't have to be straight up letting them know. Just put it on in the car if you're giving somebody a ride somewhere or something or if you're on a road trip, whatever. That would mean a lot. Uh, we've reached the limit of... Paul and I's friends who are still willing to give this show a listen and hope that one day it might actually become entertaining until then (laughs) reach out, let other people know that don't know Paul and I or that do, but don't listen yet to give us a listen. It would mean so much. For sure. I I think you covered everything there. You did a great job. Yeah. Thank you. (laughs) Wow. You're doing so good. (laughs) You're really taking my words to heart. That means a lot to me. Thank you. Thank you. You know, I think. Sorry, are you trying about... to out compliment me? <laughs> I might be. Well, uh, I think you're doing but... a great job. 
Thank you. You know, that wraps it up. I think I'm going to actually just take your beginning to the outro and do it myself. Um, Shit, okay. As always, uh, this has been Paul Messman. And I'm Zach Andrews, and you're doing a great job of doing the outro yourself. Thanks. Uh, Dance like no one's watching and rant like no one's listening. And compliment like it will change someone's life. Thanks, guys. <laughs>